welcome back to Patch Notes. It's been a few weeks. A couple weeks. Nothing has happened. Uh, It's still the quiet times, but the reason we were here was not because it was the quiet times. We will talk your ear off regardless of what happens. This is the news and views show of the No Cartridge brand. Uh, But there uh, was uh, was holidays to be had. Um, John was recently telling me how his dad owned him by buying him a nice present. Yeah, it sucked. I got him like an, a mildly expensive bottle of red wine, which he likes. Um, you know, that's just my usual go-to gift when not, when because because his birthday is in April, so usually I try to save like the oh the, mine too the 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 presents with like thought and feeling behind them for his birthday sure. as opposed to Christmas. Um, and he ambushed me with this like uh, binder of the. 1986 Baltimore, I was born in 1986, the Baltimore Orioles 1986 rookie card collection, the entire team. Um, just wild. He got them all the year I was born, and he put them in a, in a binder and shoved it in a closet for like 30 years. Now, um, I mean, in fairness, he didn't spend any money on that yeah, this year. Yeah, um, <laughs> and he, he did it for each of my siblings, too. So my brother got one for 89, my sister got one for... 92 is your whole family um, big orioles fans um not as big as i am okay uh but yeah i mean my sister <laughs> my sister moved down to dc so she's sort of into the nationals now uh they, named their, they named their dog harper <laughs> a year before he left <laughs> oh no well it's, um, it, it's a good dog name at least yeah I mean. yeah uh you know so uh of course he had, he had no way of knowing she was going to uh betray betray everyone for the the flashy and successful the hated, the, the hated <laughs> Phillies. Um, oh no, no, Har- yeah, no. She, I, I'm talking about training the Orioles for the Nationals. Oh um, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, who who could know? Yeah. Uh, but other than that, you know, I'm g- glad I got to see everyone. Even more glad that holidays are done. I can imagine holidays can be very stressful, my friend, and I'm I'm sorry they were stressful for you. Um, they were. A normal amount of stress for me, I would say. I'm not. Fortunately, I didn't have any sort of like encounters with family members that were frustrating, uh, mm. which is good. Um, always, always pleasant when you don't have to do that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's pretty normal holidays. Um, I hope all of the audience's holidays were good too. Yeah. Um, what have you? I, I I know we end the show with this, but what have you been playing recently? Like, I, I've... I'm just kind of interested. Uh, if anyone follows me on Twitter, at uh, John Bernhardt, um, you've probably been seeing what I've been playing over the holiday break. I've been, uh, I'm on like playthrough attempt number eight of the Wit- of Witcher 3. Um, I've bounced off that game many, many, many times before. This time, I think I'm actually going to stick with it. Um, I've, I've like cleared that barrier um, to, uh, there, there's just a lot of stuff about the game's like first eight hours that annoy me. Mm-hmm. Um, you spend a lot of time, like handholding slash babysitting slash being the therapy board for a you know violent domestic abuser who gets a redemption, quasi redemption arc, and it's well written. I just don't like playing <laughs> that stuff. Yeah, that's um, fair. And and while, and while the Bloody Baron stuff is well done, I'll admit that it's very well done. It concludes well. It doesn't like go into the more salacious aspects of that stuff. Um, it treats it very seriously. Um, 
It just the next play, yeah, I just don't like playing it. I don't, I don't find it enjoyable. Um, the next storyline in the city of Novograd involves a guy named Horson Jr., whose like whole thing is that he's just like a serial killer of sex workers. Hmm. Um, and that's basically played as a joke. Ooh. Um, and there's like a scene. There's a scene that's coming up that I've. I put off the Novigrad stuff as much as possible every run because just in addition to how much I dislike the Horse and Junior stuff, I just don't like Novigrad in general and, and the plot stuff that happens there besides it. Um, there's like this this scene where you walk into his house and there's just dead women, every dead naked women everywhere and you, you get to like chastise him and then kill him in a cutscene and it's like why is this stuff here yeah, <laughs> like that's... what what purpose is being served here it's not that it's sucks. not a boss fight uh, you know it I, I i we obviously know it's wrong if you really want to get off on violence against women there's a whole plot line with triss where you just have to basically watch her be abused uh triss marigold is a side character who's in the game um, and she's the main romantic interest in Witchers 1 and 2, but they just decided to sort of forget that for for 3. Weird. Um, uh, there's a lot of book adaptation politics going on behind the scenes there. Because um, The Witcher, of course, is based on a series of books by a, you know, an asshole, famously an asshole, um, who demanded an upfront uh, flat fee for the license originally because he thought the games were going to be a failure. Cool. Uh, so that relationship has apparently been a lot of fun because he didn't ask for royalties. Um, oh no! Yeah, he should have asked for royalties. I think I think they eventually figured something out. But like Jesus, dude, like, yeah, like <laughs> you know, even if you think it's gonna fall apart, just like get your money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, you know, and it, it, it's it's a little bit different, like, in that case where, like, the big company's abusing the starving artist by, you know, cynically taking their uh, their 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 property and making something big out of it and screwing them over on the money when the, the action, when you're like, oh, well, I think you guys are, this game is going to fail, and I think you guys can't do it, so I'm going to demand all the money up front. Like, there's, there's a different context there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know he's he's got his money he's got paid he's got a Netflix series which we'll talk about in a second um, no but I really like I, I don't like the combat in that game I don't think the combat feels very good but it just it looks so good like you you spend most of the game running around in a bog let's be honest uh, the game takes place mostly in a bog but it's the most beautiful bog I've ever seen like I'm running it on my PC now because it went on sale so I could move from the PS4 to my to my PC and I'm playing on the highest settings and it is just an amazing game it's an amazing art design amazing lighting amazing environments um, huh. just fantastic cool. looking all around prettiest swamps ever huh. um, and and that's mostly what keeps me going because I've, I've spent most of my playtime this time just wandering the world doing side quests um, rather than, you know, engaging with story stuff. Uh, and I'll get around to that eventually. But I've, I've probably put 15 hours into the game just walking around. Um, and it's probably what I'm going to do when we're done recording tonight. Nice. Um, but yeah, cool. no, to tie this into our news, though, uh, over the holidays was by Steam, you know, metadata, the one time that The Witcher 3 had been played the most at once simultaneously 
was over that weekend, including during launch. Like, huh, not wow. since launch, including launch. So basically just because of the show. Because of the show and obviously because of, like, everyone now had free time, you know. It was, it was a nice scheduling bump up for, for a confluence of events there. Um, it, you know, because it was on a $12 sale, I think, for the whole thing on Steam. Um, the, obviously, The Witcher 3 starring Superman uh, hit. My, he is my, Henry Cavill will always be my Superman. Superman. Uh, release a Snyder Cut. The um, that, no, and I've I've watched yeah. that show. It's it's very obviously, very clearly based on the books and not on the games. Uh, yes, that is what I have heard. It's not, but it's much more connected to the books. Cavill's a gamer. <laughs> Cavill's it, 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 is interested in the property because of the games. So no matter how distinct they wanted to make it. If, when Geralt the guy playing games. Geralt, who is your star, wants it to be like the games, I mean, his Geralt is the video game Geralt. Um, I like calling him Gerald. And it's yeah, yeah, of, that's. It's that, I mean, like his name I is was Gerald. On a podcast with uh, said that they were playing it, and they like to call him names that aren't his actual names, like Gerald. And well, that is his actual name. Like he 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 can change it to a T. He can pronounce it however he wants. It sound like a badass. The guy's name is Gerald. His girlfriend is Jennifer, or Trish. <laughs> Um, All right, uh, and you're you know, very firm about this. Well, I, I'm that's what I am when I'm correct. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now uh, the witch, the, the show is oh. very good. Cavill's fantastic. Um, plotting's kind of. Well, I mean, they had to base it on the books, and specifically, they're going off a couple, a bunch of short story collections from before that when the novels were made. Okay. So he wrote a couple of short story collections and then worked his way up to novels. So the first seat, the first season is mostly a grab bag of those short stories with some of the first novel worked into it. That's cool. Um, so it's sort of, it's got, it's juggling three different timelines with three different characters and doesn't really serve one of those characters very well because her whole plot that season is that she's lost in a forest for the entire show. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, uh, that and it doesn't it's, sound interesting at all. It's it's their teenage girl main character, um, Siri, who you'll recognize if you played the if Richard Three, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and and that's all fun. Uh, on, and apparently, season two is already you know issued and renewed, and you know it's that's good to go because obviously Netflix always gives you two seasons and cancels you before the third or after the third. Um, Sometimes they give you the third and then a promise of a fourth. And yeah, then and, and then they cancel you. <laughs> it, it's very uh, – if you've got a very contained, self-contained, really uh, killer three-season or two-season or three-season, you know, bam, bam, bam story, yeah, Netflix seems Netflix like is where to the go. Place to be, yeah. If you're looking at like episodic content to you know continue a story beyond, um, like uh, that that show, The Dragon Prince. Aside from all the stuff with its creator being an asshole, um, I don't know anything about it? Yeah, it, it's a cartoon. Basically, okay. it's um, by the guys. One of the guys who uh, made uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender and his team. Basically, it's it's the people from Avatar: The Last Airbender who didn't go on to Korra. Okay. Um, and apparently the the showrunner slash studio founder is a um, shitty boss, uh, very okay. shitty boss. But beyond does not that, surprise me. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't surprise me either. But the way that it was set up is that um, the structure 
was such there the 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 world has the the fantasy world that the show takes place and has like six magical elements and a seventh secret evil magical element and the first season was named after one of the magical elements okay. so the impression you get then is that is there's going to be, be seven se- six or seven yeah. seasons right right sure one for each element and they're going to be shorter seasons than usual the first season i think was eight episodes okay um and you know the it sounds like the idea is going to be you know, you put out an eight-episode season every mm, twelve months or so, maybe maybe eight months, eight to twelve months or so, and then they had animation problems and some studio breakdown and workload. But when push came to shove, the third season was just the end of the show. Oh no! <laughs> they like yeah. a bunch of stuff happened I'm off sure screen. I'm sure that worked out real well too. I'm, yeah, I'm sure it wasn't disappointing or weird. In it the end was there. the pacing was incredible. Um, like <laughs> just in, uh, like whole arcs of things happening off screen. Um, sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> like it sort of redeemed itself because the last couple episodes were really strong, but getting all those chess pieces into position was a disaster. Uh, the Witcher isn't anything like that, although it also, it, especially because it's last episode is actually its weakest. Mm. Um, and it'll be interesting to see where it goes in season two moving forward. Uh, there yep. is a, there is a fantastic sword fight in the first episode of the season. Um, they released the fight coordinator, but he wasn't the li- the one who did that specific sword fight. So I don't really care what happens to him. Um, Harsh. Yeah, he'll be fine. Uh, the, the the other sword fights were good, but not great. It, it, a lot of people have been saying it has like Legend of Hercules slash Xena vibes, which is I guess correct, but feels more pejorative <laughs> like pe- the people don't mean it as pejorative but they say oh i like oh i've been looking for something like this in the same way that you're that you like you order a, a shitty unhealthy pizza and you're like oh this is great yeah i've been meaning to treat myself for a while right? yeah um and i think it's a little bit better than that stuff was um okay. but i never really had a high opinion of hercules and i never watched much Cena at all uh but no it's it's good it's just here is the fantasy stuff enjoy it there's you know there's netflix nudity in it so if that's a thing for you uh basically hbo nudity like game of thrones type stuff uh it's obviously sort of trying to be in that market segment really lands better it lands better than that although i found myself kind of skipping through the scenes that were supposed to be the high politics because uh, like i i don't like watching the part of the, the 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 show where I'm supposed to be sad that the aristocrat child is losing her inheritance or whatever and has to be bundled out of the city. Like You're not sad about that? I, I'm not it, you know, it's it's not that I'm not sad, it's that I've seen this before. Like right. I've seen I think I know how this story works. It follows very established beats. It's never very surprising. And I'm not sad about nobles getting it. <laughs> like well, I'm just not I've, I know a number of people on Twitter who's uh ponies were taken by the uh yeah in, well, in the romanov uh dethroning that would have something to say to you about that well when siri's um, grandfather gets her his casinos back in uh, cuba then i will be well again <laughs> well i uh i will be short on mine i've been uh i've been playing blasphemous nice. a little bit when i when i can it's a good game uh it's neat it's um it's actually a very like I didn't think I would like it as much as I did, um, and actually I had a bunch of people who had to recommend it to me effectively, 
uh, before I really gave it a shot. But the reason was because I just I didn't think that I would be all that interested in like a uh, uh, a Metroidvania Dark Souls. Right. Um, oh wait, what which game is this? I was thinking. I think I might have been thinking of another one. It's uh, it's it's basically like um, it's a Metroidvania where you you're sort of in this world that's very Catholic mm. uh, coded, <laughs> but uh, in in a, in a kind of like you know we're we're a, a video game company we don't like Catholics sort mm. of way very Dark Soulsy, um, and uh, and you just have to like go through the land and try and redeem people or kill them or whatever the plot is or this, super maybe it's the robust. same thing. Maybe um, people is killing them. <laughs> it could be, um, but no, it's it's actually a really neat uh, Metroidvania. It's it's quite nice. well done, um, and it's not a ripoff of Dark Souls at all, um, which I thought it would be because there's a lot of notes in there. But it it they've really they're really really careful about the combat and the way it works, and the lore is fun. Um, the plot is not robust, but the lore is pretty interesting and fun. Right. So you know, basically, a miracle hits the world. The miracle is very bad, and. Uh, does bad things to you, but of course there are a bunch of priests praying to the miracle as well, and so you get the gross out stuff, or and like there's like a, a group you run into who are the kissers of wounds very mm. early on, so stuff like that. Um, but uh, but you also get the the kind of like very very straightforward uh, Metroidvania. You know, you're going around this map. There's platforming. There's secrets. Maybe you can get to some right now. Maybe you can't. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you like that kind of stuff, you'll like it. It's uh, it's very well written and and very well produced um, for what it is. So, I would definitely say spend your fifteen or twenty bucks on it. It's good. Cool. Uh, so games. Yeah. Uh, not a lot in the news. Uh, do you want to get to the media story first? I think we probably both agree what the media story is. Um, it's the Tarkov story. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so, let's start with that. Okay, so Escape from Tarkov is uh, the current game of the moment in some ways. Yeah, it had it, it reminds had... me a little bit of like. I forget what that game Metro. was called. Metro oh, yeah, it's, it's a little bit. Like, I actually wasn't going in that direction, oh. but it is a little bit like Metro. What was that game that was the? Um, it was like, oh, uh, Mor Mordo, Mor Mor Mordhau, Mordhau. Yeah, reminds you a little of Mordhau in that way, where like it just popped up and all of a sudden, like right. everyone was super interested in it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those um, smaller games. That I think it's early access ish. Or it's mm -hmm. in beta. Has been beta for a long time. It had like a. It had a. It had. It's been out for like out, quote unquote, for two years. But it had a, a really big uh, event or something that got big on Twitch. And it basically. also it it was big on Twitch and it had a huge update. So basically, they they timed their most recent content update with a big moment on Twitch, and so a lot of people got into it uh, really quick, and. Um, uh, Apparently it's a good game. I mean, I, I don't, you know, from what I've heard from people, it's good. Yeah. Uh, the problem with it is that they have, uh, they've come out and said they can't, um, they don't have any female characters in it. So it's like, oh, a that's not, shooter. they don't have female player characters. Uh, See, that's, wait. that's, I mean, you're right. The, the, the what they're being yelled at is because uh, you can't play as a woman in the game. Right. Okay. Yes. That's but what I meant. There are a lot of female NPCs. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Um, I guess I misunderstood. I thought it was much more of a PvP-only game, but I guess not. No, there's like, well, that's that's the funny thing, because they're claiming there's all this deep lore that prevents you from playing as a woman in the in the Right, in and the they, couldn't, they couldn't model the characters correctly, I think was one of their yeah, arguments. Yeah, like, it it's always like really funny. Work like, or something. 
it's always really funny when they do this. I mean, it's obvious because uh, they addressed – someone from the company addressed this two years ago when there's a lot less attention being paid to it. And it was obvious then that the take from the dev team, like ideologically, was that women have no place in combat. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's really what we're talking about here. They don't – for whatever reason, the people making the game back then were clearer about it. They don't believe you know, that that's an environment where women – would slash should be running around shooting guns. Right. Um, so it's always really interesting when, you know, they get they get the attention from Twitter and from the media organizations, you know, the games industry, pubs, and they start calling, oh, well, it's just so hard to program this stuff. Because <laughs> it's like, one, we know that's not true. And like, two, just, just say what you mean. Like yeah, we we know right. like it's actually Everyone I I respect you, you more if you were at least principled about your chauvinism than this <laughs> oh well we just can't you know it's so hard you can't model these female characters we just don't know what we're doing like come yeah, on man it I mean it's what's really what's really like frustrating about it is like I I know uh, mutual friend and friend of the show uh, Leo um, made the point that like basically what they're saying is like oh we can't. You know, it's very difficult to program characters with, like, cervixes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's absurd. And obviously that's not, like, you know, I'm not trying to argue for a biological definition of women. This is not a turf show. Uh, but that is what they're saying. They're saying, like, yeah, the, the, the biology of women makes it such that, or the biology of cis women makes it such that we cannot possibly have them in the game. Yeah. Right? Um, well, and, as playable uh, characters, there's so obviously something characters. innately different between that, those NPC models and the, and the player character models. Like, <laughs> Right. So it's just, it's very strange. Uh, and it's very obvious. It's, it's very strange on one level, and it's also just obvious on another, where, like, yeah, look, like, this is just, this is an excuse yeah. Um, this is not actually something that they believe that it's hard to program or whatever. Um, they're telling you that because they don't want to have to actually say, like, we don't want – we don't believe that women would be able to, you know, fight in this situation. Yeah. They wanted to make a realistic game or in their mind or whatever. And like, Because it's, it's, it's garbage. It's, it's sure. a stupid thing to say. And they know – whether or not they know it or not, like, they know that it is on its face a dumb thing to say and you can't actually get away with saying it. You know, and here's the thing is that, like, if you wanted to actually make that principled stand and say that there is a real, thematic, important, artistic reason why you cannot play, well, we do not want you playing as women in this game, I'd be willing to give it a shot and see see if they could, if they could land that. I don't think they could. But, you know, if you want to try to make that argument, you know, and, and say that we've got this story that tells you why, that, you know, that you will regret your words and deeds, as the famous Hideo Kojima once said, uh, when you see it. You know, I don't think they're going to land it, but I'd be willing to take a look. Like, when I saw early builds of Death Stranding, I was like, are there any women in this game? Is he going to be trying to do something, like, actually say something with that, with just, a, like, men and weird babies? But he wasn't. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I was sort of, like, at least willing to give that artistically a look. And, you know, well, yeah, and I mean, like, Quiet's the perfect example of this, where you say, like, I don't think you're going to be able to pull this off. I don't think it's going to ever convince me that I was wrong and you were right. Yeah. But thanks for giving it a try. Yeah, and also, um, like, if Quiet's also the perfect example of, well, if this is the woman you're going to put in your game, why don't we just stick to the men? 
<laughs> um, well, fair enough. And I, but yeah, so like I, I think you know with Mordhau, it's or not Mordhau, good lord. Uh, with uh, Tarkov, Escape from Tarkov, it's just another example of like a fairly interesting game, um, just being spoiled by devs who are kind of unwilling to either just come out and say like, yeah, look, we kind of made a mistake and did do that, and I'm sorry, maybe maybe in an update, but we were you know we just hadn't thought about it, and that was a mistake and and insensitive of us and. Mm-hmm. You know, we should have had, we should have had some uh, some women uh, playable characters. That was stupid of us, or that was a mistake, or that was something we we will address. Um, or you know, as you say, make an argument or whatever. They you know, shell out some some stuff that anyone who is sort of like anti gamer or and excuse me, anyone who's like into gamergate or like weird about like culture or whatever, like conservatives, just probably going to say like, see, like what you're doing is like anti worker. Um, and everyone else knows that, yeah, okay, this is just nonsense. Yeah, I mean, well, if they want to compete in the marketplace with this stance, then, you know, good luck to them. They can close off those, that avenue to their player base. Um, which is my general, like, take here. Like, I don't, like, forcing these dudes to put women in their games, like, it's still them making the game. Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. sure without them having some sort of come to Jesus moment that you're ever going to get what you really want here. Out of these games. The shame people. of it is, like, from all accounts, uh, Escape from Tarkov's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's just a shame that, like, anyone playing it at this point has to play it with that baggage. Yeah, and also, like, let's be clear, tying back to my point about the lore and all that, and, like, if I'd want to give it a shot if they were actually making it a statement here or trying to, it's clear this is just, a like, a, a team-based MMO that you go, you run around and shoot people in. There's no yeah. serious message being delivered here. The lore does obviously doesn't matter. It's here for you to run around and shoot each other in. It's a, it's a sandbox playground for a multiplayer game. Like no serious story is being told here. Like there, there's right. no like oh we we're talking about you know a society's misogyny against women and about the gender roles in the Tarkov community, like the, like the, the in-story Tarkov city and, you know, the, the problems that women face in war zones that, no, this is, this is a shooter where you run around with the gun and you shoot the guys and you laugh about it on Twitch. Like, right. <laughs> you're, 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 I mean, like a game like Fortnite gets it where like, they're just women playable characters because you know from a marketing standpoint you're going to want that. Well, huh, I mean, there's and, and anyone in Fortnite's not saying like we did this for representation. Well, to their credit, the Negaverse um, version of that is you know uh, battlefields and Calls of Duty where you've got like female World War II German soldiers running around, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You see, you know, the re- representation can get weird, especially when you start looking at actual war zones. And like, you know, talking about, you know, the diversity of you know the Nazi army and stuff like that. That's when right. it can get really strange. But that's not what we're talking about here. No, not at all. And and I think like, you know, it's it's becoming more and more ridiculous, I think. Even even less believable than it was when it was extremely unbelievable. So it'll be interesting to see how this keeps developing because people will of course keep saying like you know oh like we didn't we didn't mean anything by it Mm -hmm. or like oh you know you're taking us out of out of context or oh it's about historical accuracy but it's just going to get dumber and dumber and it'll be interesting to see how where it goes from that yep um i guess what else uh the playstation 5 logo came out yeah it looks like a you know remember the ps4 logo playstation 5 remember the ps4 logo uh yes that except it has a five on it 
Cool. It was actually kind of a kind of a funny move because uh, Sony didn't go to CES, which was over the weekend or something. Uh, I th- actually it might still be going on. Um, CES is that big tech trade show in Vegas, I think. Yes. Um, right. Anyway, they didn't actually bring a you PlayStation are Five. That is what that is. They didn't bring a PlayStation Five to CES. They just brought you know the logo. Um, I'm not sure if it's like a we don't have it ready yet situation or a we want to wait for a different moment or some, you know, more stage managed uh, solo thing. Um, I really hope it's an extremely dumb power play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, but that's the thing, like Microsoft and Xbox and Nintendo have all been moving away from using these expos as press staging points. They've been moving towards, you know, Nintendo's now in the direct model. Um, right, Microsoft yeah, yeah, sort sure. of, you know, Microsoft is the one that's still mostly tied to this co- convention ecosystem just because Microsoft has been such a giant on that scene in in, uh, in the American convention sp- tech convention space for like literally 30 to 40 years. Um, but yeah, everyone seems to be moving away from having these big keynotes at uh, events like E3 or CES and towards doing their own stuff. So it doesn't really surprise me that Sony just brought the logo and a stay tuned message for later. Um, right, sure. But they did apparently bring out the specs, and uh, we've talked about the specs before. Um, it looks like these machines are going to be pretty powerful, but that, that, once again, they just won't be quite as powerful as dedicated gaming computers, which is about where all that stuff always is. Uh, it'll be interesting to hear in the future about modability, or not modability, aftermarket modability, but the ability to upgrade existing consoles to... Like feature, yeah, and that's always the thing. So, these days, yeah, was, right, where it's like yeah. you have to think about, like, okay, are you know what? What are we gonna? What are we gonna do when you know? Absolutely, we have run out of space on these things, which always happens. Yeah, um, and then, like, you know, are we gonna get a PS5 Pro this generation, or are we just going to be moving I towards? Sure hope not. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, history says probably, but we'll see yeah. how they how they want to do all this stuff. Um, well, it's extremely profitable to do it that yeah. way. I mean, come on. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'll get it when it comes out. I'm sure, you know, just that's, that's my job. I'll get it. I'll play it. But, uh, I don't, I don't know if I was just a consumer, if I'd be all that excited about it, especially if I just bought a pro. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't care at all. Yep. I mean, we're still, it's like, it's holiday this season, right? I think they're, they're, they're trying to launch holiday 2020 for this stuff. Sounds about right. Um, so we're still a while off from that. And that's yeah, that's what counts for like big news this week. Um, yeah, there's not a lot left. I mean, coming in on under the wire today was uh, Pokemon DLC was announced. Oh yeah, there's a new DLC for Pokemon. That's neat. I guess like it's kind of weird how they um, went back and kind of fixed some of the the deck stuff that people were so angry about. Yeah, well, I mean, they fixed it by just making half of the Pokemon in the world not exist until you pay for the DLC, which is kind of funny lore wise. Like, I feel inside. like you could probably have seen that coming. Yeah, you know, you know Nintendo's always like three years behind the other companies on monetizing this DLC stuff. They've just got a very conservative corporate culture. But now we're really getting like really down into the uh, the Fire Emblem DLC model is now Nintendo's big DLC model because this yeah. is kind of like this is this is half the game. Like, let's be honest, the Pokemon themselves are the game. 
Like, it's not the story content people are coming for. It's the Pokemon. No. I mean, whatever story content is there, people may or may not enjoy, but... That's always the same yeah, story. No. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, it's literally always the same story. It's like Zelda. It's, it's even worse than Zelda in terms of that sort of stuff. Like, well, yeah, Zelda at least has, like, a consistent, like, difference in its story. There's, like, always something different that's happening. I mean, I, and we'll, we might get some Pokemon stands who want to educate us on the difference between Team Rocket and Team Skull and Team whatever. Well, I can tell you the difference between Team Rocket and Team Skull in the cartoons. Uh, um, I you don't know could, time but you don't have to. But we'll, no, I, <laughs> no, 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 no one needs me to tell them that. But uh, the I think, like, the... The point of this all is to say um, they're bringing back some Pokemon. Yep. It looks like it might be kind of fun for people. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's going we'll to be weird, like, because now you've created, like, a difference, a battling difference, right? Can people with a DLC, I assume people with a DLC can battle people without the DLC, and the people without the DLC are just at a competitive disadvantage, which, you I would know, have to assume. Sounds that. like it sucks, but not from a company, the company standpoint, because the company wants you to buy the DLC. Um, so, you know, I, I fully assume that that's what they'd allow to happen because it would incentivize you to plop down those dollars. Um, and I'm not a big Pokemon guy. Uh, I've, I've played through the handheld ones, switch one looks like, kind of looks, looks like it runs like shit. Um, oh, it runs fine. It's not that bad. The online stuff is bad. Ah, that must be it. That's Nintendo for you. Yeah. Um, so this isn't like really a deal breaker or a deal maker, I guess it would be for me. But uh, it, it, you know, it's good that at least they finally got that stuff out there. Kind of bad that this is that this was obviously the plan all along that, you know, selling you half the Pokemon and then come come on back for the rest. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah. Oh, well, but you know what? That's 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 uh, the business model now. That's life, baby. Um I don't know. Let's see. What else do we have in the in the old docket here? Um, uh, I can complain about a Star Wars article if we want, but we could also talk about awesome games done quick. Let's just talk about AGDQ. Right. So uh, there's the good and the bad. You you cover the good. I'll cover some of the All bad. Right. I've I've been I'm not a huge AGDQ guy mainly because I I can't stand the donators. Um, mm -hmm. That's just a me thing. Uh, but I I have seen some really good runs. Uh, this this uh this time around uh i tuned in for the real mist run which lasted like 15 minutes total because you can <laughs> that's that makes total sense because mist has been i mean once you know this yeah well it's not even that it's that you you know you can they can you can like save load bug the game um to <laughs> take to like take a page the page that you need to win the game across a load state uh, and you know, load a game and it still be in your nice. hand. It's it's actually really cool the way they did that. Um, That's really and it's fun to see that game. Uh, but the Doom 2016 run was kind of iconic and it's fantastic. Doom 2016 is just a great game to speedrun in general because the speedrun play and normal gameplay just line up. Like you should be playing Doom 2016 like a speedrunner. Like the game yeah. is designed to be played that fast, that precise, with that much movement, and so. Instead of just, you know, and the way the, the runner was doing it, and I apologize, I've forgotten his name. Um, How dare you. Yeah, well. Uh, the way the runner was doing it, he also had to get all of the, like, weapon upgrades and runes and do all the combat um, goals or something, uh, the, the sub-quests. 
Yeah, okay. Um, and get all the secrets. And all the dolls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So it wasn't, so, you know, it looked, it wasn't a hundred, it wasn't in a hundred percent run, but it was close. I'm pretty sure. It might have been a hundred percent run, but I don't think it was. Um, and it obviously, obviously wasn't a world record or anything, but... That was like if you wanted to just show someone like a let's play of Doom 2016, usually the difference between a let's play and a speed run is very vast because you're mm-hmm. skipping huge portions of gameplay. You're skipping, um, you know, plot, you're skipping dialogue, you're skipping context, all that stuff. But since all of the story stuff is in engine in Doom 2016 and is even diegetically like people who don't respect you wasting your time, um, yeah. While you just stand there and like impotently jump at them uh, with Samuel Hayden, um, so like th- even that had to be worked into the speed run. So you got to see all of the story content in the game, what what of it there was, uh, and you got to see someone actually playing the game the way it was meant to be played, just on steroids, uh, and it was yeah. really fantastic. I heard that that guy was kind of a pain though, uh, and bad because he said, uh, "What did he say?" He said like. Let's hear it for the Marines. Rip and tear. <laughs> so, shame. I actually kind of like that. Oh come on! You can't possibly like that. Well, I mean, it depends which which way you think the ripping and tearing is going. Well, obviously he's saying. <laughs> oh, you think he's no? I don't. He's doing like a real anti-imperial stance on his tube speed run. No, but um. Yeah, no, that 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 yeah, that stuff kind of sucks. But well, I mean, that's like the thing. So, like, I think the big controversy about HGDQ this year, eh, controversy is probably a little extreme. Like, it's been a good run for HGDQ this year. They've uh, made a lot of money uh, by any accounts of people who follow along with the money uh, as it goes along. They've made like, I think the other day it was like a hundred thousand dollars more than they had at that point. So they're on a very very good pace. Uh, to make a lot of money for a very good cause. So I have nothing but love for AGDQ. I think it's very cool. Um, I think speedruns are neat. Uh, but apparently, like, the big controversy, such as it is this year, is that there are some people in these speedruns that are just kind of, like, I don't know, crummy. Uh, for well, that's the way it happens, right? And Every year there's a new group of shitty people that pop up, and then they get told not to come back, and then uh, the next year, like, a new bumper crop of shitty people pop up. And yeah. You know, Apparently, technical problems have also been... Oh, difficult. yeah, that, that, uh, that including sucks. Including, like, yeah, like, runs totally falling off the rails and stuff like that. Um, there's also, like, I, I also just... Sometimes there's, like, a six-hour Final Fantasy VIII run, and I'm just wondering... Um, who is this for? Yeah, well, who is this for? It was, like, did someone drop out? <laughs> um, do you, like, do you just there, keep I mean, a Final Fantasy runner in your pocket in case you've got six hours you need to vamp? They love doing yeah, this. It's really hugely popular. Uh, it's messed up. Speed run like three uh, hours is about the most I can tolerate for a speed run, and that that three hours is pushing it. It has to be a Doom twenty sixteen quality speed run. I don't think I would be able to watch a Final Fantasy uh, speed run. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't see any reason why I why I would like to watch that. Spending six hours watching Final Fantasy eight and skipping through the story just sounds like hell. Like the only thing that's yeah. even remotely <laughs> redemptive about that game is the story. Well, it's not fun to look at it yeah. anymore. Like, it's not like you're... All, all, the, the all those FMB cutscenes, you just hit X to skip, too, because you got to get your time. So... Yeah. yeah. You don't even watch them once. Lame. No. Um, but yeah, so that, that's that been a thing. Um, 
like the actually the Final Fantasy VIII cut, uh, 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 streamer was one of the people who was who people were like this guy, <laughs> like he um, he had a tweet about how he like really liked this. Uh, he was like, I'm with this party for economic issues i it's like a country that we do not live in i'm not sure which one but it was like the most hyper conservative party like they showed their wikipedia and it was like yeah. interests include hyper conservatism nice. like, ethno-nationalism it's like cool so i guess like the question just becomes does it matter like does it matter if they are like not nice people doing the speed runs um, and it's a question that AGDQ is going to have to answer at some point or another. Yeah, I mean, it's that the community as a whole, it kind of like they're gamers, like gaming. Um, we we're fighting this war on a lot of different fronts, so it's always going to happen that you're going to have those kinds of people show up at at ADGQ and at mm-hmm. uh, at the, the the one in the summer. Um, and I, I don't think there's much you can do about it until you win the greater cultural war. Fair enough. Um, yeah, that might be the case. And I mean, obviously, you take it on a case-by-case basis, and if they act up or act out, then you deal with it. Um, and you deal with it either administratively through uh, that program, the way the AGDQ, AGDQ has to deal with that stuff, or you deal with it with, you know, activism-type stuff. Um but I don't think there's any way or any real value in, like, trying to solve that problem forever because you can't. You just have to deal with it as it happens and keep moving the battle lines forward in the greater, wider space. And it sucks, but that's how it is. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. It uh, It's a larger cultural issue, and AGDQ at least does something really important. So yeah. maybe, maybe we won't. Like they actually give that money to good cancer research, right? Not too like coma. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not like yeah, Susan G. So, coma yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty, pretty on the level. Um, all right, cool. Uh, I, I think we're basically uh, done. I don't have to complain about that Star Wars thing. You can. Get, why don't you? Why don't you give right. us a quick synopsis over why you think Jedi should be in every? Right. Game? Yeah. That's that's exactly what I was about to say. Um, no, there was a there's an article in Kotaku about how they want more uh, Star Wars games with non Jedi. Um, uh, I don't want to miss. Let, let me look at the at the place here. Uh, piece here. Um, basically, this is uh, this is by Zach Sweezen, I believe is how you say mm-hmm. his name. Um, and it, it, there, it's sympathetic. There's there's points to which I'm sympathetic at it, where you know every game doesn't have to star or care about the dudes with lightsabers. <laughs> I like sympathetic at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know he's right to an extent. Um, I just don't actually think the Star Wars universe is strong enough to support stories that don't involve the Jedi at at least some point, or at least not for very long. Uh, Now, games don't really have uh, as much of a problem here with that because stories don't matter as much in Star in in video games. Uh, So even like even though the the story for Shadows of the Empire is like warmed over dog shit, it doesn't matter because the gameplay that was very solid. Uh, third-person, you know, action platformer type uh, game at at it at the time for the N sixty four. You tried to play it today, not so much. Um, <laughs> no, and like the same same <laughs> with uh, the the GameCube title, uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Plotting that sucked. Like it was a bad story. Man, I forgot all about that. It's yeah. it's one of the ones that uh, that he cites. It's a bad story. Like it's just you're playing as Jango Fett, I believe, uh, and mm-hmm. it's basically you running around and doing stuff 
um, in between episodes one and two. Um, okay. And you know, and I and I believe there are actually a couple you know Jedi Force users that show up occasionally in that in that story because it, it it's impossible to actually do a licensed property in about the prequels without having the Jedi wander into it at some point or another. Like, well, yeah, they no, were real big about trying to sell those toys. Um, like maybe pod racing, that the pod racer game might be the only, uh, prequel, uh, it, video game without it, a Jedi in it. Is it any coincidence that it is the most beloved? It is. And it's very good. Um, and you know, you know, the games don't always have to have Jedi in them. That's correct. Because the game stories don't always matter. Um, but, you know, the point of this piece is, is less that we don't need Jedi to do gameplay elements in the Star Wars universe, and more that he wants to see, like, ragtag groups of smugglers, losers getting together, bounty hunters, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I just don't think the universe is interesting enough that you can just ignore the Force for any long period of time as the central defining element of that, that universe and come away with anything that isn't just bland and generic. Boy, as someone who has actually done the, uh, who's actually done a ranking of uh, Star Wars movies, um, that is hard. That is that must be hard for the Star Wars uh, people to hear. Yeah, I mean, I I like I, I I've been pretty open about the fact that I like them a lot, but the reasons I like them a lot have to do with the Force and the Jedi and that weird, like neoliberal Buddhist bullshit that they have going on. Mm-hmm. Um, like, sort of, like, a lot of Eastern mythology mythology and religion and spiritual principles filtered through guy-on-vacation knowledge. <laughs> uh, I, I, and, and those guys being, like, world historical fuck-ups who messed up the galaxy, but also right. the heroes. I, I like that dynamic a lot. And, you know... You can do good stuff outside of it. I just, you know, I don't think you can do it for very long. And I don't think it's ever anything but, you know, Republic Commando, I guess, was a good one. There you only worked for the Jedi instead of being one. Um, But, like, even the Mandalorian has a little shitty toad child that runs around using the Force. Um, Mm -hmm. Even, you know, it's Rogue One... The people think the thing people remember about Rogue One more than anything else is that is Darth Vader and that with a lightsaber in that corridor. Right, so true. you know, at the very least, the it Jedi really, need to be there really, with the yeah. spice. Like they're the spice. Like they don't have to be the whole dish. But if you're doing a they Star Wars thing, at least the Force itself has to be present in some fa- form for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, and, and this guy's, uh, you know, Zach is welcome to his opinion, obviously. Um, everyone's welcome to their opinions. Um, I don't know. Are they? Uh, <laughs> just, just kidding. No, just kidding. no, people who like episode nine are not welcome to their opinions. Um, I haven't seen anything about it. I, I, that, that's not true. I've seen things about <laughs> I was going to say, nine. you've been very well curating your timeline if you've seen I, nothing I just, about like, I haven't watched it, so it's not something that I'm super invested in. Yep. Um, I haven't watched anything since episode, um, seven. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. No, I, okay. No, that's not true. I saw Solo. Ew. Well, I mean, if, yeah, all right. It's fine. This is a dumb movie. <laughs> Did that have any that's Jedi in it? I haven't actually seen Solo. 
So I, I turned it. Um, well, I, I tried. I turned it off after five minutes because it was dog shit. Yeah, uh, Darth Maul shows. Oh, up I did. At the okay. Very end. I mean, in like a hologram. Oh well, if that's all right, then maybe. Uh, so does Solo really work as a argument that you can do great Star Wars stories without the Jedi? No. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I don't think so. Huh. Um, in any case. John, uh, lovely to talk to you yeah. again. Uh, where can people find your work? Uh, I'm at John Bernhardt on Twitter.com. Uh, I will actually have news next week. Uh, I'm starting to write somewhere. Nowhere, like, you know, it's just a personal thing. Um, cool. So I may I may have video game articles soon. Uh, I'll, I'll, I will bring news Writing of that. Writing somewhere for money? or for... Oh, it, It's not a big site. It's basically a personal blog. Um, but, That's yes, I'll, I will be getting paid, just not a lot of money. Um, I mean, any amount of money is yeah. good news. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great, and I'm glad that they're going to have me, and I will announce that uh, next week. Cool. Well, uh, congrats to John for being the new hire at Giant Bomb. Yes, yeah, that's uh, exactly what I said, yeah. <laughs> uh, yep, and I'm at the normal places, um, which you all know, I hope. Uh, but if not, just check out patreon.com slash cartridge. That's a good place to, to start. Yeah. Um, John, let's do it again next week. I think we will. And the week after that. Excellent. And the week after that. Wow. Even, even still. All right. I will talk to you soon. Good night, everyone. All right. Good night.